is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. Can you guess what is in it today? I'm Morgan Freeman's brother, Jordan Freeman. We sound very alike, but I work as a surveyor in the Great Yarmouth area. It's a normal life, but a life I learn to love. My name is Frank Nublay, and you're listening to Box 39 on Clone, Clone Radio, Clone Radio 106.6 FM. This is Box 39, live from Colm Radio 106.6 FM. My name is Bill Lawrence, and I'm joined by Ian Tallentire. Good evening, Ian. Evening, sir. Hope everybody's well. And I'm also joined by Mike Harwood. Good evening, Mike. Yes, I'll be looking for the light tonight, and good evening all. And Adrian Cohen, who's downstairs in the Colm Radio Music Library, and we'll be joining him soon. This week, our show is all about light. Bright, nimble, easy, weightless, gentle. Or could it mean pale, carefree, entertaining, glowing, or just setting fire? So many things in Box 39 to choose from tonight. Yep, and uh, we're writing poetry live here in the studio with a challenge for us and for you listening to compose a haiku for the show. One of those little, light, fluffy, 17-syllable poems. Just to remind you, the first line is five syllables, the second is seven, and the third five. So please, get your poetry juices bubbling. Get ready for great music, chat, features, and haiku as we open Box 39 once more and we walk towards the lights. This is We Are All Light, from new wave band XTC, suggesting that everything on Earth is created from starlight a zillion years ago, in an era before dinosaurs. It must be said that this does not match current scientific thought, 
which believes the creation of the Earth happened four and a half billion years ago. A zillion actually does not exist as a recognized number, merely a mathematical concept. The highest number in use is one decillion, which has 33 zeros compared to the nine zeros used for a billion. Ironically, Andy Partridge, the singer here, is now an accountant. studio live with our house band Ausgang Exit and their song Sunshine Over Woolworths on a Thursday afternoon. Oh, that takes me back to the days of Thursday afternoon and uh, afternoon closing. Mike, you must remember those days. Oh, well, just about... Yeah, I think it was nice, wasn't it? Everything just came to a little gentle standstill and everyone could relax. Calm, more calm. And uh, Ian, you must remember Woolworths. Oh, indeed I do. Yeah, Yeah. it's the the most uh, shoplifted shop in the whole of the UK. But always had a nice selection of vinyl at the back of the store. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway... Welcome to you all once more. This is Colm Radio, this is Box 39, and we're on 106.6 FM. And whilst Ausgang Exit continue to play just over there in the studio, we'd like to welcome listeners who have already texted and emailed in with their haiku poems. And uh, our Box 39 favourite, Mango Dread from Shrub End, tells us he does love poetry, and this is about his bus this morning. And this is his poem. I'll, I'll try and give it justice, Mango. Dawn breaks, engine starts, the sleepy passengers yawn. It's a bright new day. Now, oh, that's great. Don't you like that? Wow. It's nice. It, it takes you there, doesn't I'm, it? I'm really impressed, actually. They're on the bus. Excellent, Mango, thank you. And this one's from uh, regular uh, listeners, Ron and Reg, who live in Brightlingsea, and they've texted in with their haiku poem, which says, Doors lock and keys turn. Pigeon flies high to freedom. We wait for parole. It's a very high standard. Uh, it is, isn't it? That's yeah. one to beat. Yeah, You've set, very, very meaningful yeah. as well. Yeah, set the bar, well, so to speak. a lot of pressure yeah. here to yeah. when we come to ours. So, Ian, this week we're going to talk about light, aren't we? Yeah, I thought we'd start with a quote from uh, the Old Testament. Well, not just a quote. I thought we'd go for the bit right at the beginning, if that's okay. beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light and God saw the light and it was good And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. say I'm overly happy about a public debate on religion on a Thursday <laughs> evening? Well, funnily enough, Mike, I didn't think you would be. And what I'm actually trying to show is how words, either from an oral, a spoken tradition, or in the written form, have influenced our thoughts as civilizations over centuries. Okay, seems more reasonable. Please carry on. <laughs> well, thank you for your blessing, sir. Um, and that wasn't a religious comment either. So let's not take that religious look. Let's look biologically 
Um, light is good. The sun warms us. It allows us to see. And when powering photosynthesis in plants, it not only allows growth, which gives us food to eat, it creates oxygen, which, of course, allows us to breathe. Whereas darkness or the night inhibit our senses, we cannot see clearly. Not just dangers, but anything around us. And it has historically encouraged us to come together as communities, hide up in safe places, sleep to maintain our health and well-being until the day and the light is upon us once more. You know, Mike, that's really interesting, isn't it? How, do, how we've, uh, we've sort of overcome the dark, haven't we? There are very real dangers of not being able to see. Do you know, I know exactly how many steps there are when walking downstairs in the dark, 13. Do you need to count them or is it now instinctive? With Def- you? Oh, definitely, definitely instinctive. instinctive. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take long. If you're in a... And you're in a new house, just a couple of weeks at the most, you know, who, who can't instinctively, after a couple of weeks, just put their hand or, on a light switch when walking into a dark room? Oh, instinctive. Definitely, oh, yeah. definitely instinctive. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. We as a society have also put lights into streets and alleys to make them safer, and oddly to illuminate roads, both major and minor. I say odd, as cars do come equipped with uh, ever more powerful lights. <laughs> yeah, blinding, I would say. Yeah. Um, we are, though, seeing a move, aren't we, to turning off those lights at night. Um, motorways, they're plunged into darkness these days. I guess as a cost-saving, based on uh, a risk-versus-cost equation that somebody's come up with. But the turning off of streetlights in towns and cities, as we certainly have seen more recently in Colchester... It's a cost-saving without the risk being calculated to those taking part in the nighttime economy, or at least that would be my view. Uh-huh, and that's an economy the council claim our town desperately needs to survive. So the words from Genesis that Yvonne started our chat with, how have they influenced our thoughts over centuries? <laughs> well, when we look at art, whether old or modern, uh, in many respects it's the use of colour, shade, light, isn't it? That, and the dark as well, as as the subject itself that intrigues us. Um, and I guess we derive hope from the subject because of the way illumination is transferred onto the very canvas it's painted on. It's bathed in light, isn't it? Like, oh. a, like a Turner painting. That her face at first just You see it. Um, you see the light aspect on paintings, particularly in religious pieces, where you get the figures of deities or their followers bathed in light, whereas in the shadows are the demons. That's right, and uh, that brings to mind um, chiaroscuro lighting, uh, which means light and dark, referring to the high contrast light and dark style used in Renaissance paintings, as you say, later in the cinema. And uh, it, it, what it does is gives a solidarity of form best achieved by light falling against it. So light would be on uh, half the subject, strong three-dimensional shapes are shown, and a sense of volume. And uh, the practitioners amongst them are Leonardo da Vinci, Rembrandt, Raphael, Caravaggio, and notably in film, Barry Lyndon, Stanley Kubrick. So is that all painters, am I? I think they were. Anyway, we were talking about the influence of the oral and the written tradition, and I'm particularly interested in the how words are derived. And one of my favourites is the Italian or Latin uh, base word for left, which is sinestre, with the, uh, the word for right being dextera. So dextra gives us the word dexterous, a very positive, precise, fine, gentle word, whereas sinestre gives us the word sinister, and all the negative thoughts associated with it. Oh, I've got a Latinola, we know. Yeah. I'm sure you have. I have. You are a very uh, intelligent uh, man, Mr. Yeah. Bruce. And uh, I know that the word use is Latin for right, as in a legal right. It also means soup or a sauce. And the, light for, uh, the Latin for right, as in upright, is rectum. Thank you for that. Yes, and uh, Ian, knowing you as I do, I'm sure that you have something else up your sleeve to back up your point. <laughs> you know me too well. Shall we go Maybe. French? We go left and right, oui. which uh, would have been a droite and a gauche. Bien sûr. But, uh, so, which trans- translates basically to adroit, meaning graceful or clever, and gauche, which, which means graceless, tactless, foolish or awkward. So you get this whole oral aspect of left being bad, not understood, and right being incredibly positive. 
Yeah, so look at these psychological links we got. Right, left, good, bad, graceful, tactless, light and dark, good and evil, pure and impure. It's, it's all on our brains. Is it imprinted, reinforced with within every sentence that they're included in? Yeah, for example, we can instinctively find the light switch in the dark. Uh, who, who turned the light out? Who let the dogs out? Oh, no, who turned the lights out? This is Green Light from Beyoncé, this R&B funk song with lyrics that state, you got the green light, whoa, you the king, right, whoa, you're holding up traffic, green means go, have been seen as both a breakup song in which the female protagonist gives her love interest the permission to move out, and also as a clear reference to the world's first traffic light, a manually operated gaslit signal installed in London in December 1968. This exploded less than a month after it went into service, injuring two passing pedestrians and detonating a carrier pigeon that had been resting on its top. gentlemen uh our scanning exit uh, seemed to be our place because well we had poor old henry uh he was not ready so i'm going to count you in henry uh i'm going to count you in after four one two three So this is uh, Ausgang Gang Exit uh, with the song I Don't Believe It, No, No, No. And we're delighted that you're all with us. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, every one of you, 10,000 of you sitting out there listening to us. So you're very, very welcome. And welcome also to those listeners who have texted and emailed in. And we've got a haiku from the South Stand regular at Colchester United, Bob from Stanway. Now, Ian, could you read Bob's haiku yeah, for us? I like this as well. Transfer window shuts, new players to bolster squads. Why now, winter break? That's good, isn't it? Questioning. Uh, yeah. Questioning. And uh, he's been on the show on the, on the show time and time again, Bob, so yeah. we do like it. Now, our show is about light, and so which of you two is getting the ball rolling again? Uh, Mike, yeah. how about you? Yep, the uh, natural agent that simulates uh, light and makes things visible. That's what uh, light is. Yeah. And uh, not many people know that the brain's pineal gland benefits directly from the light of the sun. For example, it helps to regulate sleep patterns. And uh, exposure to outdoor light helps the brain to function more effectively. So wearing sunglasses all the time is maybe not such a good thing. You've been researching, or do you just know that? Well, I would like to say I knew it, but I, I looked it up about, five, <laughs> about half an hour ago. Dr Google's great, isn't he? Yeah. 
Can I just, I've got another definition for light. You could say a window, couldn't you? Or it's an opening to let to let the light in. That's a, that's a you could say the bedroom has a has a wide bay with leaded lights. How about that? Yeah. Well, might you go another okay. definition? I've got another one about um, a person. An eminent person is a particular in a particular sphere of activity, such as. Um, the lights of liberalism, for example, the historian mm, Goldwyn good. Smith, and uh, he was who's uh, Goldwyn Smith. Goldwyn Smith was elected onto the Royal Commission of 1850, oh, right, okay. and he shed light on the need for university reforms. What is he? He had a shed light. Uh, he had a light shed, on in his shed. He, he had a shed of light, and he had a light shed, and he shed light. Did you say 1850? 1850. <laughs> you must have shaken hands with him, then. Almost. I was, yeah. Anyway, I've got a scientific one over here. Hang on. I'm just going to finish up with... Oh, OK. Um, Sorry for interrupting. still in his shed. OK. Yeah, I'm still in his shed. And in his shed, or when he came out of his shed, he took a liberal lead uh, versus the conservative Tractoria movement, which wanted to close the ties between the Anglican and Roman Catholic Church. What was that movement called? It was called the Tractaria. Ah. Did, did they have one of those in Camulodinum? Um, I don't think so. And the, it, it, it wasn't Tractor. Arium, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we get back to the definition? Yeah, I'll say on. I've got a scientific one, which is that light is electromagnetic radiation within uh-huh. a certain portion of that spectrum. He's a clever man, isn't yeah. he? Clever oh, man, the Mike. Word, the word Absolutely. usually refers to visible light. That's what the human eye can see. And it's, funny enough, as Mike said earlier, responsible for our sense of sight. Yeah. Yeah. I see. See, I thought I was being very bright and with full of information, but just Ian outstrips me every it's time. It's the light that makes you bright. Do you know, uh, you can be very derogatory with the word, can't you? Because you can say, uh, he's a complete lightweight down the pub. And, well, uh, that's true, isn't it? We've yeah. come across people like that before. You say a Many. lightweight, meaning... To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but look, talking of beer... Uh, let's get back to Adrian downstairs in the in the cold ma- radio music library down there, and uh, let's have another piece of musicology about light. I mean, Adrian, he's the man who's certainly not a lightweight in any pub, is he? Not at all, and he's larger than life. Oh. He's a stout young man. He's never bitter. He's the Shakespeare of musicology. Oh, so over to you, Adrian, for another song about our theme, light. It's the yeast you can do. is an intriguing combination of 1960s Norfolk-born novelty act The Singing Postman and 1980s punk band Spodness Abounds and is called Have You Got a Light Boy? It brought together the two acts which Prince Charles and his second wife Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, chose as performing the one record they would wish to save above all others when they made their appearances on Desert Island Discs. But can you tell which royal referred to the singing postman as a bookish and melancholy folk satirist, and which described Spodness Abounds as the best example of cowpunk and scar to come out of Peckham? Is the Inner Light, released by the Beatles in 1968, 
and very much reflecting the band's embrace of transcendental meditation, which they were studying at the time at an isolated commune in East Burgold, just north of Colchester, under the instruction of the Maharishi Yogi. Without going out of my door, I can know all things on earth. Without looking out of my window, I can know the ways of heaven. The Father one travels, the less one It is well documented that drummer Ringo Starr hated every minute of his stay at the ashram, referring to the food as a bit too spicy and the Maharishi as unable to make decent gravy. Just 72 hours later he bolted back to his Surrey home in Woking, dining for the whole of the next day at the Pizza Express there. Without going out of your door, you can know things on earth without looking out of your window you can know the ways of heaven the father one travels the less one And uh, this is Ausgang Exit, the house band of Box 39, and their latest single available, and it's called Texting Clive While Driving on the Freighting Bypass. Thanks, how's going, Exit? And that's a very cheery piece of music. So you're listening to Box 39. Hope you're having a great time wherever you are. Hope you're enjoying our show. And we hope you're enjoying our haikus because Henry from House Gang Exit, he wrote a haiku during that last piece of music uh, that Adrian was playing for, uh, from the Beatles there. And uh, Ian, do you have a, like, a go at reading that uh, Henry's one? Well, Henry's playing, obviously he can't read it. So uh, what is Henry oh, I'll have a crack at this, yeah. Playing Norfolk Golf Clubs. Bar Mitzvah, Wedding, Birthdays, Ausgang Exit Life. Oh, what a life. That's great. Now, I have a question. A question about Ian's last definition of light. Do you want me to repeat it for you? Oh, yes, please. No, we okay, okay. I'll, I'll give it a go, see if I get it word perfect. Light is electromagnetic radiation within a certain portion of the spectrum. The word usually refers to visible light. That's what the human eye can see, and it's responsible for our sense of sight. Okay. Oh, was good. Like that. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for that. But uh, are those bits outside that visible portion of the electromagnetic spectrum also light? Uh, I, this is the point I want to say who's a clever boy, but it sounds derogatory. Because um, it's a good question, Mike. Um, yeah. There yeah. are other bits of electromagnetic spectrum referred to as light which are not visible to the human eye. I did one of those. I did physics in 1977, and it yeah. is, and I'm going to stun you because you don't think I'm this clever, ultraviolet. It certainly is one of them, spot ah, on. It's, is that, yeah, right? yeah, it is. It's, hey, it's in an invisible hey, part. It. It's in an invisible part of the spectrum. It's radiated energy or radiation. It's yeah. uh, given off by many objects, light bulbs, a crackling fire, even stars. Oh, uh, stars! You know, and they're just some of the examples of things which emit radiation. Wow. 
So it's light, but not as known by Jim. <laughs> now, where is that from? Uh, yeah, that's Star uh, Trek across the universe. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 If we can't see it, it can only just fulfill the definition of light. If we talk about it, it must have a purpose. <laughs> well, it, True. Uh, it does. An ultraviolet light can be used for a number of things. It's used to kill microbes. Yeah. Hospitals use UV, out, UV lamps to oh. sterilise surgical equipment. And also the air within operating theatres. Food and drug companies also use UV lamps to sterilise their products. But it only works on the surface. Well, we've got one of those in my office. We've got a water cooler and the, uh, the, the water's all filtered through UV lights. Yeah. Well, that's uh, amazing, a practical example. And um, are there other forms of electronic, uh, electron magnetic radiation that don't fulfil the definition of light? Well, there certainly are. Um, let's just look at one type, which is my favourite. Uh, gamma rays, they're used to treat uh, cancers, sterilised medical apparatus by destroying microbes, and gamma ray bursts are studied by, astro- by astronomers. And electromagnetic radiation is transmitted in waves or particles at different wavelengths and frequencies. I've just thought of another. My mind's back to 97.10, and I'm sure this is right. Well, I hope this is right. Um, infrared, how about that? Yeah. And that's, <laughs> yes, and two out of two. Yeah, two out of two. And that's also radiant energy. It's invisible again to the human eye, but we can uh, feel it as heat from the sun. I've got another question now. Go on, how then. was it discovered if we can't see it? Yeah, good point, Ah, Mike, good point. (laughs) Right, well, okay, I'll tell you. Infrared was discovered by a fellow called Sir William Herschel, who was an astronomer. Is he a chocolate bar named after him? No, 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 that was Hershey. Because of its effects on thermometers, uh, because slightly more than half of the total energy from the sun was eventually found to arrive on Earth in the form of infrared. Okay, so infrared radiation has been... Well, has had and continues to have a critical effect on the Earth's climate. So Something completely cri- uh, critical, and we can't even see it. No, wow. you can't. Well, but we do use it. So, well, well, is it just to keep us warm, or could we use it for anything else? No, no. It sounds great. We, there are other applications for it. The military Good. use it for surveillance and night vision. Ah, yes. Um, infrared thermal imaging cameras are used to detect heat loss in insulated systems. We can observe yeah. changing blood flow in the skin. Oh. And we can even detect overheating electrical apparatus. Oh, so my, uh, is my microwave full of infrared? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's full of microwaves, but sort of. Oh, that's pretty useful stuff then. Yeah, couldn't live without it. Well, do you know what? I tried using my microwave to light up my Christmas tree fairy. It, it didn't work. No. I was surprised. Well, look, gentlemen, uh, I just want to take us away from this because, sadly, you know, we lost a really good friend uh, recently who added some wonderful light to all of our lives. Now, Terry Jones was a Welsh actor. He's a writer, comedian, screenwriter. Oh, he's a polymath, film director, historian and actually probably best known for being a member of the Monty Python team. And uh, here he is in full medieval socialist peasant mode. We don't have a lord. What? I told you, we're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. We take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a simple majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more... Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Order? Who does he think he is? (laughs) I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. Well, how do you become king, then? The Lady of the Lake... Her arm clad in the purest shimmering samite held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Be quiet! But you can't expect to wield supreme executive power just because some watery tart threw a sword at you. Shut up! I mean, if I went round saying I was an emperor just because some moistened bint had lobbed a scimitar at me, they'd put me away. Shut up! Will you shut up? Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Oh, 
Come and see the violence inherent in the system. Help, help, I'm being repressed, bloody peasant. Oh, what a giveaway. Do you hear that? Do you hear that, eh? It's box 39. And uh, once more, delighted to hear our Scang Exit over there in the studio with their song East Mersey on the Bus. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Terry Jones, who wrote that sketch. And it was just after 40 years, still uh, great to listen to. Thank you so much to all of you who have texted in. Uh, we've really had a, a stream, not, uh, not, not well, a torrent, I'd say, of uh, haikus. Really good. And once again, uh, Paul Flame, great friend of all of us. We've, we've been out with him many, many times to the Black Boy, the senior presenter on Stanway FM Radio. And he sent in a haiku uh, Mike, do you want to have a go this one? Yeah, here we go. Box three, nine, and eight. Then red button, nine till late. Music, views, debate. That's good, isn't that? I like the uh, He's half been rhymes. thinking. That is good. He's applied that mind. Oh, thank once. you, Paul. And uh, Rhymes and half rhymes, they it, don't often come into... It does. Uh, necessarily come into haikus at all. And Paul's also sent a little note saying, uh, and saying, Mike, thanks ever so much uh, for the loan of the credit card. <laughs> no problem, yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm so used to it. It's my, my tenth uh, since <laughs> about four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, well, on this show, we've covered uh, photosynthesis, a few bits of the electromagnetic spectrum... And religion. Wow. So, uh, what That's next? a lot, isn't it? We've what done it. Hey? What, what next? I'm not sure we did religion, but anyway. Um, let's move on to diet. As in, diet. Yeah, as in the light side of life. Uh, light. I guess we're going to spell that L-I-T-E. Uh, That's yes. Lima, India, Tango, Echo, to those of you who want to do the radio alpha. But anyway, meaning less, not more, meaning lower, not higher, or... Silly you two. Hang on. It? I, you lost me there. Yeah. Here you go. Not I, hard. I just uh, haven't been found. <laughs> okay, Bill, yes. how much fat is allowed in a low fat yogurt? Hang on, I'll just turn it round and have a look on the side. I'm having a banana one here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, can't find it. Sorry. Not a clue. Well, I'll tell you, it's 3%. Mike, is it really? Yeah, yeah, 3%. Yeah. Mike, how much fat is allowed in a fat free yogurt? That's... And don't be tricked by the question. Oh, um, that's easy. None. None, yeah. Uh, sorry, Mike. Hey? You were tricked by the question. The oh, answer no. is 0.5%. Hang on. Oh. Well, where are we going with this? Um, description. I thought it was all about light. Isn't the subject light? Not how to lose weight the talent entire way. <laughs> but you tell me, is, is light, L-I-T-E, better? What replaces the fat taken out? Is what they put in helping do you know i've still not got a clue i, I uh, don't understand this at all no, I don't go on well i'm enjoying this so i'm going to carry on so listen up you may learn a little bit more well not yeah. a lot but maybe a little um the fat taken out helps to keep the product stable i mean it actually stops it splitting into solids and liquid like curds and whey um so the first thing to be put in is an emulsifying agent or a stabilizer yeah and the second thing to go in funny enough are sugars to correct the taste and the feel of the product in your mouth. Well, that's a very impressive, oh, knowledgeable one. But, um, <laughs> so uh, what about this? As uh, less fat, but more calories? Certainly less fat. There's no debate there. Sometimes more calories in the form of sugars, or if you're lucky, calorie neutral. But definitely more ke- more chemicals. Is that the case for everything? All products are like that, aren't they? Uh, not everything. Some products, a low-calorie replacement will be made for a high-calorie ingredient. Uh, so you might also see something baked rather than fried. Okay, uh, yeah, chips. this is, again, very impressive. But um, you've talked a lot about fat, and I have a question. Do we need fat in our diet? It seems to be diet enemy number one. 
Well, good question again, Mike, and I'm afraid oh. you do need some fat in your diet. Otherwise, you'll miss out on the fat-soluble vitamins. That's uh, to, to you two. That's A, D, and E, and you will definitely become unwell. What about uh, I'd say beer? What about beer? You mean light beer, Bill? Well, uh, yeah. Well, a beer is a, is a light beer a beer with less alcohol in it? Well, again, partly correct. Depends where you are. A light beer can be one that has less sugar in it because more has been converted to alcohol. So you and I would probably refer to a light beer, in that case, as a Pilsner. Well, I've actually seen a product that said um, saltless salt. Is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) But getting back to uh, alcohol, what about lager? No, that would be a lager, and I know it's not one of, uh, you know, a choice of brew that you would wish to imbibe. No. But in this case, low on sugar, based on calories high in alcohol function. So let's stop swearing using the word lager. So removing alcohol also reduces calories, yeah, which over time could help keep excess weight off and further protect your heart. And low alcohol beer, you're saying, is also a healthy choice because you've got less alcohol, uh, fewer calories, but just be careful you don't up drinking more, end up drinking more of it, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. that, listeners, was a health living statement from our very own Bill Lawrence. Can we just point out, none of us is qualified to come out with a health statement, so just, just ignore the past couple of minutes. <laughs> now, I've got a haiku poem, and uh, it's sent in from King Arthur 1982. Uh, it's on Facebook. Do you think he's really called King Arthur? I don't know. If he was born in uh, 1982... Do you know, he could be called Arthur King and he'd just very, been very clever there. Uh, he might have been born in uh, Winchester. Then he could have been King Arthur. No, well, he uh, says his listeners was in Weymouth. Ah. Uh, uh, that's, that's in Dorset. Dorset. I used to work in Weymouth. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, anyway, King Arthur, and I'm assuming King Arthur is a he, actually. I'm making a huge assumption <laughs> because we don't know. But they have written in to say, are you ready for this hike? An English light ale is not low in alcohol. Scots beer is heavy. Very wow, good. Wow, like that. I like that well. Yeah. Talking of heavy, let's go back to Adrian then. In the music library. This is Leave a Light On by Duran Duran from their 2010 album, All You Need Is Now. In comes the morning, I'm stood in my track, looking at the reasons for me to head back, so unexpected. It's all about the idea of someone returning home after a long time away. But it's quite dark and mysterious too. It is a well-known fact that houses that leave a light on are less likely to be burgled. Indeed, whilst I am here right now in the Colne Radio Music Library at Colne Radio Towers, I have left a light on in my house, along with the radio tuned to this program, so that burglars have no idea that right now my house is completely empty and quite easy to loot.
We are in a luxury resort called Queen of the South on a headland overlooking the seaside village of Palantritis. It's like clockwork here. At about 6.20 every morning on a, on a weekday, everybody just comes out all at the same time to go to school. And then once you get past seven, it just suddenly falls away again and, and the roads become quiet for about an hour and then all your, all your office-bound people and shop-bound people yeah, uh, they're quarter to eight to eight o'clock. But it's it was—it wasn't really just the traffic, was it? It was the humidity, the temperature, and then worst of all, trying to catch your breath in between torrents of two-stroke exhaust, yeah. <laughs> which uh, certainly did did me in for uh, trying to take a deep breath and uh, maintain my pace. Yeah. I don't know. What did you feel about the uh, the pollution levels as you were trying to get your exercise? Well, as you know, gentlemen, my body is a temple. Uh, but it has, it's been slightly tainted by... Uh, I, feel, I can feel a layer on my lungs, I think, of, of um, exhaust fume and stuff. What kind of temple would that be then? Would that be a Buddhist or a, or a Hindu one? We've, I, I see you've been adding a dome these last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> that was somewhat unfair, I feel well, like. I didn't you know what I'm referring that, to. Actually, I didn't think you noticed that. And my body is a temple, and uh, we leave it at that. It's a temple by invite only. OK, well, that's right. You should be on local radio. <laughs> well, I would say, as regards to Temple Bill, old and well-preserved. And with a great pair of doors on the front. Loads of people have had a look, and then gone. <laughs> but, but always paid their 337,500 rupees. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Box 39? What's in it then? Well, that was, uh, that was a little extract, actually, that, uh, uh, from a much longer uh, recording where myself and Ian and Adrian were uh, sitting by the seaside in the island of Java uh, a little while ago, and that's available on Mixcloud. Anyway... Alf Gang exit once again slow. That little pregnant pause before you came in there was simply because mm-hmm. we were just enjoying that piece a little too much. And also, Alf Gang exit just haven't got going, so I'm going to count them in. Okay, so are they ready? Yeah, they're ready. So uh, come in then, Henry, uh, after four. Okay, one, two, three. This is from the latest EP from Mouse Gang Exit, and this track is called Paddle Faster, Mother Dear. You are listening to Box 39. That's House Gang Exit, the uh, regular house band for the show. And uh, we're all here. And in front of me, there's Ian. Next to me, there's Mike. And I'm Bill. So you're all welcome. Tonight, we've been writing um, haiku poems here in the studio. We've had a lot from our listeners. But whilst uh, it's been going on, we've been quietly getting on and constructing our own 575-syllable poems. Our theme has been light, so let's see if we can merge the two. Uh, Mike, what have you composed? Okay. A curious cat sleeps in a cupboard with us, purring at first light. That's nice, isn't it? Well, what colour's your cat? It's um, multicoloured, sort of ginger black, white. Um, ah. What colour's your cupboard? like the light. I what mean, colour's I, your cupboard? It's kind of um, dark brown, but uh, a cat sometimes sleeps on a uh, red and green scarf uh, with her head on a box. I think it's good to have context, isn't it? Absolutely. Detail sometimes so important. I certainly have a picture in my head now. Yeah. 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 Go on then. Uh, yeah. Ian, uh, you've been writing a haiku. I've been watching it. I, I, think, I think mine's going to be the best, actually. It's going to be philosophical. Not that I'm not <laughs> in any way, shape, or form competitive. <laughs> okay. Come on, come on. The way you see light under a door depends on which side you're standing. Oh, yes. Knockout. Yes. I mean, half, half full, half empty. I think a lot of that was on the inside, on the outside. Well. Yeah. 
you know, it's yeah, the sincerity yeah. and warmth with which I yeah, delivered that. Yeah. We could we could actually go on for another twenty minutes. Though. I mean, oh. if you're, you might there might be an argument going on inside. I think that might, might be calm the, outside or the other way around. That might oh. be the only haiku okay. I have within me. Uh, oh, that's, that's good, isn't it? One, one's enough for you, Ian. Henry, Henry, uh, have we got any more of this music? I'm really enjoying this music, Henry. Well, I just said that because I haven't quite finished my haiku. So uh, I have finished it now. That's a bit cheeky there, but here we go. Uh, this is my one. At last seen the light, tuned into box 39, ate two bananas. Wow. <laughs> There's a pause there. That was a sort of... Uh, I like that. That was stunning. Stunned us into silence. And I'm going to use an element from earlier on in the, uh, the programme and say, and from the left side... Came two bananas. <laughs> where did they come from? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. That's look out the window now. Just the look down in the car. Hang on, just look out the window. What's that down in the car park? That's not an elephant, is it? In the car park? And it seems to have... Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, it's got Box 39 written on the side. Is that right? It has indeed. That's the Box 39 elephant. We're absolutely... We're trying to keep it a bit of a secret. We are delighted to say that we do now have... A new, uh, a new part of the show, and uh, anyway, we'll be more of that next week. Now, anything else we can talk about to do with light? What about light? I'm going to start because um, epic failures. Yeah, <laughs> you know the one I was thinking of. I my, my history. Failures. I've got my history pants on. It's yeah. the Charge of the Light Brigade. <laughs> yeah, the Battle of Balaclava, where every single member of the cavalry had one of those little woolly. Uh, was wearing one of those little woolly masks. Was that the Battle of Balaclava? Uh, well, that's certainly where they were deve- certainly where they were developed. Yeah, eighteen fifty. It's a bit the of a failed woolly pullover hat. Yeah, uh, Mike, can you think of anything else uh, to do with light that you'd like to mention? Uh, yeah, what about a lightning charger, a thirty-pin dock connector from Apple to connect devices to peripherals? Is he on, is he on Google <laughs> as we speak? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what he's on. <laughs> Tapping away on his little screen. Are you a lightning charger? How yeah. many pins has that got, Mike? <laughs> well, I count them every time I, 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 I plug in. Can I, can I go to terrific, something Mike. sort of, you know, scientific, meteorological, bits to do with the sun? Yeah, go, go on. on then. Aurora Borealis. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't yeah, say yeah, yeah. to you too. Aurora Borealis, the northern yeah. lights. Oh, yes, I've heard of the Northern Lights. You get them around yeah. Manchester way, don't they, when, uh, just after sunset? Only when they can afford to turn the lights. Yeah, on. the Northern Lights. No, slightly further north, caused by solar winds. Solar green, winds? Green, cloud-like patterns oh, floating nice. and dancing in nice. the sky. Nice. Do you notice yeah. I said dancing there? Can I just rephrase that and be Northern and say dancing? Because I made a little faux pas there. No, you can't I, I say can, that. I can no. feel uh, another haiku coming on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at uh, I was looking at the best-selling light in IKEA. Yeah. What were you going to get some? Well, no. I, I was just thinking, if I ever went to South Korea, what would their best-selling lamp light be in South Korea? I want to know why do you have these thoughts? It'll be. Oh, a, I don't know. I, know, I, I, know. I couldn't sleep. I think. But what is it? <laughs> You've t- been to South. You know these things, Mike. Yeah, You're, yeah. I've seen you write, reading the catalogue quite often in the pub. It's, it's, it's the light is a tectar, or is it a hectar? That's a, unit, that's a unit of surface area for land, a hectare. How much oh, would wow. that cost me, Mike? If I was in South oh. Korea now and I said, I want the best-selling light in South Korea, give it to me now. And right now it would cost you £51, but I, I would like to know how much is that in one? Uh, uh, quick calculation. On, it's about one and a, it's about one and a half, isn't it? One and a half times... Yeah, 79,000 ones. In South Korea, you have ones, not pounds or dollars, you have ones. That's W-O-N, Whiskey Oscar November. Just learn something every day, don't you? You do. Mike, when you were in California all those years ago, did you ever see the centennial light? Uh, Depends what time of day it was and whether... uh, You know what I'm talking about, though, don't you? Uh, the centennial no, light? No, no, I don't, I don't know. There you go, you, you, you sling, him, oh, you sling you're him an idea. You're in California. Really? It's the world's longest lasting light bulb. It's a, a light bulb that has never been switched off and it's been burning since 1901. But is that oh, the secret? I, that, that's right, I remember now, but I... Um, I don't know how that, why hasn't it But is that the secret, on? not turning it off? Uh, it could is be, that where we're all it? going wrong? If we left could the lights be. on all the time, we'd never have to replace the bulbs at Great it's in, um It's in the fire headquarters in, in a yeah. town in California. The fire headquarters? Yeah, the fire brigade headquarters in a town in somewhere in California. Got this light and now 
Is that the only way they can find their way back (laughs) after they've put out a fire? Yeah. Yeah. Is that good or bad for global warming? Not good. Well, I, I'll tell you what's not good if you go to Las Vegas. You've been to Las Vegas, City, Ian? Managed to avoid it so far, Bill. Mike? Uh, on a Greyhound bus from one desert to another. Yeah. Uh, didn't want to get out, but it was, uh, everything was so lit up. It's yeah. overwhelming. And full of lights, isn't it? Quite crass, really. Quite crass. Full There's a little lights. mention of a Greyhound bus. I almost sensed a Simon and Garfunkel song coming on there. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyway, let's move sure. on. We, Milan, we, we have absolutely delighted ourselves considering light tonight and uh the the speed of light um uh is something that has long since fascinated scientists 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 the speed of light and uh science fiction writers as well and indeed anyone who's considered time travel um for if we could travel faster than the speed of light itself, there would be a strong possibility that we might be able to travel not just forward in time, as we're all used to, but we could always go backwards in time. Time travel exerts such an irresistible pull on our imaginations. I mean, who of us has not wondered about what it would be like to travel back in time? We could change history. We could assassinate Hitler or marry that girl in the sick form who unceremoniously dumped us two days before Christmas. We could escape our own mortality. We could jump on board our own tardy to race light once more to ensure we never grow old. Now, increasingly in our networked world, more and more travels at the speed of light. We're multitasking, we're experiencing new forms of simultaneity. As so the internet, with its hall of mirrors, seems to bring us closer ever more to the possibility that we might beat that light and beat time itself. What I'm saying is in my present, but it, it may be in your past as you listen to a repeat broadcast. Or this moment might well be in your future as you listen to my words from this present and that past. Wow. Yes, absolutely. So We've lost us all there, Bill. Whatever it is, this is certainly making my brain hurt. I mean, they may need to lie down and turn off the light. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue So you've been listening to Box 39 here on Colm Radio once more. And thank you to all of us who contacted us, and thank you very much for listening. Yeah, and coming up next, a red button special. A personal view from Adrian and John on life growing up in the 1970s, set against the background of the music of David Bowie. That's Bill's Onion Box of Big Red Records, Losing David, next on Cole Radio. So, from up here in the Studio One on the fourth floor of Cone Radio Towers, high above the full and fertile landscape of North East Essex, it's time to say, once more, goodbye, and it's a wonderful world. I watched them much more than I ever knew, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world, yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful world.